Good morning, Bridge Church. Man, it's, uh, that's what I get to do every Sunday morning is to welcome people and say, good morning, Bridge Church. And so I feel like I'm at home today welcoming the Bridge Church. And uh, just to let you know, Paul stole uh, the title of your church uh, from us, just to let you know that. But, but anyway, grateful for the Church of Jesus Christ, that no matter where our, we are in the world, as long as we know Jesus, we're brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen? Amen. I uh, drove in t- this morning, I drove into your building, and I was so impressed. I got to tell you, I got to give you guys a shout out. I was so impressed by the way you take care of your facilities, from the outside facilities to your bathrooms. Can I tell you that? Go into a bathroom and it'll tell you everything about a church or a, or, or, or a place of business. I mean, everything is so detailed and clean and, and the friendliness and the, the warmness of your church. I was just totally impressed by it and uh, just wanted to give you guys a shout out and said, keep on doing what you're doing because you're doing a great thing for the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. Well, my topic today is on rest. That is my, my main topic is on rest. So would you stand for the reading of God's word this morning? Out of Matthew chapter 11, starting with verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let us pray. Father, so grateful for your word today. Grateful that you desire to give us, Lord, rest and margin in our lives. And I pray that, Lord, we would take the scripture and we would learn from you, Lord, uh, how to, to place that margin and to, to make sure that we, we are finding the rest that you so desire us to have in our lives. I, I pray, Lord, for Pastor Paul as he's away, Lord, getting the rest that he needs, he and his family, Lord. I just pray your blessing upon him. And Lord, you would just watch over them in the name of Jesus. I thank you for this church. Bless it. And we give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. There's another translation that says this. Get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I love that translation uh, that, 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 that Jesus, he invites and he gives you and I permission to walk alongside of him to learn his rhythms. And one of his rhythms that Jesus had was he had margin in his life. You know, when you read the Gospels, you see Jesus, and one of the things that you notice about him in the Gospel is that he had margin. Now, let me define margin for you this, margin, uh, this morning. Margin is the gap between the pace and my limits. It's that gap between my pace and my limits. And every one of us this morning, we have limits. And each person's limits are different. Some people are better at multitasking than other people, right? Like, men, we are really good at multitasking. We, right? But we can watch TV and listen to our wives at the same time, unless they ask us to repeat what they just said, right? You know what? But, but some people are, are better at multitasking, and I thought I'd try to illustrate this to this morning, and I'm, I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Matt if he would come and help me this morning, and we're going to put him on the treadmill, and we're going to give him a workout here. 
All right. So, man, I'm not sure. I've never used this treadmill, but it does say start, right? Yeah. All right, buddy. So it's just this. Is this? All right. There we go. All right. So because that's how, you know, in the beginning of life, the journey of life will begin to, uh, st- we start out slow with not a lot of responsibilities and there's not a lot of pressure on us. And then, then we, we go and, and we get an education and, and, um, and we graduate from, from school. And, and so, Matt, I'm going to ask you just to put this backpack on. It's, it's, it's my backpack. There's nothing in it. But, but here, you can put that backpack on if, if you will. And, and so, yeah, after that, we'll just speed this up just a little bit here. All right, make you just go a little bit faster, right? And then you graduate from school, and, and, and you want to do a little bit of traveling because this is your time. It's your time. And so, so we want to give you this, uh, to this little, there you go, Matt, right? And so we'll just pick up the pace a little bit after you travel a little bit here, uh, just a little bit. We won't too, go too fast. But after you travel, right, and you get done traveling, listen, you, you settle down, you get married, and, uh, and now you bought a home together. And so you... You've got to do some yard work here, Matt. Yeah. So you take a little, and we're going to just get you going a little bit. This seems a little slow for you. There we go, buddy. There we go. The pace of life, right? 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 And then, and then after a while, you're kind of lonely in the house. And so I didn't have a pet cat I just, or a dog. I have a pet uh, cow. And uh, there you go, buddy. There you, there you go. All right. You're doing all right. And after you have, uh, you know, what the pace of life seems to pick up, and, and then you decide that you and your wife, you listen, you can't drop this. My wife would kill me. She has no idea that I took this out of her room. You have a child, right? And so let's just pick up that pace a little bit, right? You go, buddy. You're doing really good. And then you just don't want one child, and so you decide that you're going to have a, another child, Matt, right? And so now you got a boy and a girl. Here you go. Right. There you go. But right there. That's right. Now you got the million dollar family right there. Right. And so just, just a little bit, buddy. Just a little bit. Right. And now when you have children, right after you have children, now, listen, they want to be in sports. And so, listen, they want to join football. And it's just not one sport that they want. There you go, buddy. You can't drop it. All right. Come on, there you go. Not just one sport. Now they're into three sports, and we'll make this kind of easy for you. But here's a basketball. And the last, baby, the last sport, I didn't really have another ball, so I gave you a hula hoop. All right? And then you just go, there you go. Go ahead, Matt, huh? There you are, buddy. There you go. And that's the way the pace of life will just stop. We'll just stop it there. All right, there you go. All right, yeah, that's crazy. He did a great job, didn't he? Thank you, Matt, for being a great sport. Yeah, don't drop those dolls. All right, all right. But the pressure of life, friends, can be overwhelming and exceed our limits. And once our limits are exceeded, it will affect everything around us. It'll affect relationships. It'll affect your marriage. It'll affect your your family. It'll it'll affect your, your friendships. It'll affect your health. It'll affect your souls. It'll affect your emotions. But our society and our culture, especially in America, listen, we will tell you to keep on going. But this morning, we're going to learn from Jesus today. Because Jesus lived with margin. And so I want to camp out this morning in Mark chapter 1. So if you have your Bibles, if you have your your phones, if you turn to Mark chapter 1, because Mark chapter 1 starts out with the baptism of Jesus. 
And after Jesus is baptized, listen, he is led into the wilderness uh, to be tempted. But, but most people think about the wilderness, they think about it about temptation. But the reality, that wilderness is, is really about preparation. Is God is preparing you to fulfill his destiny within your life and my life. And he goes, Jesus, in Matthew, Mark chapter 1, he goes and he finds his disciples. And after he picks his disciples, they go to this temple. And there is a man, a person who is uh, possessed by a demon. And Jesus goes and he casts that demon out. And people begin to wonder, who is this man that even demons obey him? And Jesus goes to his mother-in-law's house and he heals her. Now, that's love, isn't it? I'll tell you. Healing my mother-in-law is love right now. But I really, I have a great mother-in-law, and I'm blessed to have her. But everyone, listen, in the town, and the community hears about these miracles that have been taking place. And so they come out and they meet him. But I want you to notice on the second day of his ministry, in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, this is the words we will read. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went off to a solitary place where he prayed. I want you to notice a few things here in this verse. Number one, Jesus gets up early. Can I tell you that it takes discipline to create margin in your life? Margin will not happen on its own. Margin only happens when you make it happen. And then I want you to know that solitary place what Jesus was doing is that he was, he, was, he was practicing margin. Then notice in verse 36 with me, Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Notice those words. Everyone, Jesus, is looking for you. The crowds are gathering. The pressure that even the disciples are placing on Jesus you haven't reached your limits yet, Jesus. And when you read about the ministry of Christ, one of the things that we learn about his ministry is that he was constantly being interrupted. It's Jairus, his daughter, is, is ill and sick, and, and Jesus is about to go and to, to heal her. And what happens? A woman who has this issue of blood for 12 years, who's tried everything uh, 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 at that time to, 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 to find a solution, but she couldn't find any solution. So he, she hears that Jesus is coming, and what does she do? She presses through the crowd. She touches the hem of his garment, and instantly he is, she is healed. And Jesus recognizes that, and he says, who has touched my body? The blind man on the side of the road interrupted Jesus. Zacchaeus interrupts Jesus. Zacchaeus is in the tree, and Jesus takes his time to minister to him, and he takes him to, uh, Zac goes to Zacchaeus' house and spends quality time with Zacchaeus. He left margin. Listen, he left margin so he could love people well. It's hard to love well if we are constantly rushed. Hebrews 1.9 says this, tells us that Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy. I love that. That Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy. That he was the happiest of people because he was able to love well because he had margin in his life. When you live without margin, friends, you rob yourself of joy. 
Let me say that again. When you live without margin, you rob yourself of joy. So this morning, I want to talk about five areas that God wants to restore margin in your life. The first area is your mind, is your mind. Now, the solution to this is digital quiet time. Do you realize that the average person spends 2.5 hours a day on social media? That's 17.5 hours a week. They did a study in 2000, yeah, 2016. You could Google this. Google this. And we touch our cell phones. The average person tell, touches their cell phones 2,670 times a day. 10% of America touches their phone 5,400 times a day. That's not counting TV, radio, man. We are living in a culture where our minds are on overload. And social media is designed to keep your attention and my attention. You know, think about it. You're in a restaurant with your wife or your, your husband, and there's a kind of a, a quiet moment there. What do you do? You grab your phone, don't you? And you begin to scroll. And you're not paying attention to the, that other person. You're on social media, right? And we begin to scroll in those quiet moments. So how do we, what do we do? How do what, what should we practice? Let me tell you what we should practice. I think, as believers, we need to practice and learn to practice, practice meditation. Now, I'm not talking about Eastern meditation, because Eastern meditation is about emptying your mind. But I'm talking about biblical meditation, because biblical meditation is filling your mind with the right things. You may be saying this morning, well, I, I don't know how to meditate. Let me ask you a question. Do you know how to worry? Because if you know how to worry, you know how to meditate, right? It's the same, but the opposite. You fill your minds with the word of God. You fill your minds with worship songs. You create margin just as Jesus created margin. And when you create margin for Jesus, listen, in your life, you'll understand, you'll begin to develop his peace, his joy, his presence. And you'll have that peace of mind that God so desires to have. The second area is physically. There's so many people this morning, listen, that are exhausted. That are exhausted physically. So what's the solution? The solution is sleep, to be honest with you. You know, Jesus, uh, and just don't fall asleep this morning. Right? <laughs> Listen, I do give you permission. The first message that Pastor Paul comes back, you can fall asleep, all right? <laughs> all right, so. <laughs> but, but Jesus, listen, he's in the storm. He's in the boat. And what's he doing? He's sleeping, isn't he? In the middle of the storm, in the middle of a very difficult circumstance where the, the disciples are panicking, Jesus is fast asleep. You know, there's only two times that Jesus stayed up all night throughout the scriptures. The first night was when he picked his disciples. The second night was before the cross. Other than that, he slept. Psalms 127 verse 2 says, In vain you rise early and stay up late. In vain. Toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Can I tell you that God's desires for you to find rest not to live in exhaustion, but to find the rest that he so, so desires for you. Third area is your soul. It's your emotion. The solution for your soul is, is, uh, is alone time. 
Man, can I tell you that you're not a human, you, you are not a human, uh, 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 you are a human being, you're not a human doing. It's okay just to be and not to be at task. It's okay just to, to find rest, to sit in a chair and have a great cup of, of iced tea. It's okay. It's okay at times just to say no. It's okay. You have to allow your soul to catch up to your body. Third, fourth area is resources. Your resources. The solution to that is simplicity. Simplicity. We are consumer. We are a consumer-driven culture. We want more, so we've got to work more to pay off the debt that create more created in our lives. Can I tell you what Scripture says? Godliness with contentment is what kind of gain? It's great gain. Contentment is not more. Contentment is the need to have less. And there are three principles, three areas of principles, and probably I, I'm sure Pastor Paul preaches this, and if you're a Dave Ramsey fan, he preaches this, the three areas of our finances that we should know. Number one is given is generosity. When I looked at your announcements, I said, that is a generous church. I mean, giving to the Lord and his kingdom and making sure that you're doing his work by making sure that you're giving weekly to the church, going, giving to missions. Man, living a generous life, that is the, the plan that God has for you and I as believers, is to live generously. Second thing is to save your money, so make sure that weekly you're putting money away in your savings account. It might be small, but I'm going to tell you, over time, that little small becomes much as you discipline yourself to be consistent in your savings. And then you learn to live on the rest. These principles will help put margin in your life and in your finances. And lastly, the last area is relationship. Can I tell you this? The, the, the solution for a relationship is schedule, scheduling. If you're struggling in your relationship, adjust your schedule. And there's two most important pieces of literature that you have, that you own. Number one is scripture, obviously, right? The word of God is the most important. But the second to the word of God is a calendar. It is through scripture that you realize how much God loves us in our relationships. And it gives us practical principles on how to live. But friends, can I tell you how you spend your time is how you're going to spend your life. And so having a calendar, making sure that your calendar is, is, is organized and written out and you have everything down, even a date night once a week or whatever that is, and you have it within your calendar. If you do not prioritize, you will jeopardize things that are most important to you. Let me say that again. If you do not prioritize, you will jeopardize things that are the most important to you. So that calendar is an important piece for you and I to live by. And for some of us, like, I don't live, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i a fly-by-night guy, but I love organization. I'm not the organizer. My wife's the organizer, but, but I love organization. I don't love to go into a meeting. I don't like to go into things that were places that aren't organized. And we need to organize our lives. Margin is all about trust today. It's all about trust. Trust God with your time. Trust God with your relationships. Trust God with your monies. Trust God with your health. 
It is time, friends, to get off the treadmill. And let's do it God's way this morning. Because God's way is to give you rest. And some of you are carrying heavy burdens. Some of you are just trying to outpace, man, just keeping up with society, keeping up with culture. Man, you're on this treadmill and you're just going and you're just going and you're just going and things are piling up and things are piling up on you. And you feel so exhausted and you feel so tired emotionally. You feel worn out physically. You feel worn out. You feel stressed within your relationship. And that's not the will of God for you and me. God's will is that he takes our burdens and we surrender it and we start doing it God's way because his yoke is easy and his burdens light. And so, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your word today. I thank you that, Lord, Father, you have the solution for us today, Lord, Father, in a hectic, very difficult culture that we live in. Lord, you desire us to find rest. You desire us to take the burden from us. And, Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, today that we would begin to surrender those things that we've held tight to. I pray that, Lord Father, we would follow your rhythms and that we would place margin, Lord Father, begin today. Lord, to place those margins within our life. Lord, I thank you for the solutions that you do give to us. I'm going to ask you to stand with me if you'll do that. And uh, we're going to sing a song here. But you know, uh, one of the things that always... uh, in the plagues out of Exodus always boggles my mind. One of the plagues is that was the frogs, the plagues of the frogs, frogs rather, of uh, when Moses goes to Pharaoh. And uh, he says uh, to Pharaoh, listen, God's going to send frogs if you don't let my people go. And, and so God sends the frogs and the frogs are all over the place. And, and the, the next day, Moses comes back to Pharaoh and says, listen, you choose the day that you want the frogs to leave and it'll happen. And what does Pharaoh say? He says, tomorrow. I don't know why Pharaoh didn't say now. Today's the day. Let's get rid of the frogs. I'm tired of the frogs jumping in bed. I'm tired of frogs jumping on my, my supper table. I'm tired of the frogs all over. Listen, today, he says, tomorrow. And sometimes that's how we live. We put off things till Tomorrow. We'll deal with it tomorrow when the reality is God's given you a choice to deal with it today. And so this morning, we're just going to sing. And I would just ask you to begin to think about your own life. Man, are you carrying these burdens that you don't need to carry? Do you have margin in your life? Are you finding rest in Jesus? If not, maybe today is the day that you decide I'm getting off the treadmill. Man, I am going to start living the way God wants me to live. So think about that as we sing this song, and then I'll come back and we'll, we'll, find, we'll pray at the end.